What is up, fellow Barkians? Somebody said that and it almost stuck, but not really. I'm back. Uh, I saw something yesterday, and since I've done a few episodes... Where's my sunglasses at? Uh, where I've done a few episodes relating to Anthony Oliver music, because I wondered if, if dude was, like, for real or not. He's not. He is not for real, or he's sadly confused. Uh, I saw a picture, real picture, making the rounds, of him and RFK Jr., who is a fucking whack job of a fucking Democrat. Fucking, like, born into wealth, wealthy as fuck. Anthony Oliver, music guy sitting on a log with one of the rich men north of Richmond. Come on, bro. All credibility is gone. Uh, which is fine. You know, I, I, it's not about like, it's not like I dislike or hate the guy. I just no longer give a shit about his music. I no longer give a shit about anything that he says because it's, you know, I, I, I don't invest a lot into who musicians are. Like, if I am listening to a band for a really long time and then somewhere down the road I find out more about them, but I'm already invested, already like that band, already a fan, I don't pay any attention. Um, But the big selling point for the Anthony Oliver moniker was the blue-collar uh, you know, I refuse to become rich. I refuse to conform kind of thing. That's how it all started with a song called Rich Men North of Richmond. So when you backtrack on that and all of a sudden you're sitting with one of the rich men looking happy as can fucking be, you're prerogative, dude. That is, that's all you. All good. You do you. But uh, you're confused. Or a fake. And really, like, I like his voice, but I don't like his music enough to continue to invest. Now, had I gone two or three albums deep and really loved the shit, I wouldn't pay attention to anything else. But we didn't start musically with this guy. We started we started politically with this guy. We started on the idea that he was what people thought Trump was in 2016, an outsider who refused to conform, which ended up being completely not fucking true uh, at all, you stupid motherfuckers. He's the worst of the worst. And another rich man that bought his way into politics like so many others, only he has no business being there at all. Most of them don't, but he is the bottom of the bottom tier of who should be running anything. So Anthony Oliver Moniker is what I'm going to call him. It's not his name. I can't remember his fucking name and I won't from now on. Not out of hate or dislike, just out of I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, You know, just if you're going to be something, be it. If you're not going to be that, don't be it. When somebody's that confused, like that song alone contradicted things in different parts of the song. And I was like, hmm, 
dude's confused a little. No big deal. I'll wait it out and see how things go. Uh, RFK Jr. pick, I'm out. You know, and and again, not it's it's not any hate or anything like that. It's just like, eh, I'm done. You know, I'm good. It's the same kind of thing as like, you know, Ashton and Mila Kunis doing the whole fucking support letter for Danny Masterson. Like, yeah, I'm out. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Russell Brand, four women, I'm out. You know, it's I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying anything like that. It's just I'm out. You know, I'm out. Like it's it's too much drama. It's too much bullshit. I'm out. I don't give a fuck what he does from here on out. It's the same thing as, as as if you have a friend and they just slowly start to become questionable. Like, I, I'm that guy that I just cut it off. I'm out. I'm fucking out. I'm done. There's no reason to hold on, to hang on. Like, nothing is that important, you know? And I'll give you a story. Good times, actually. Um, this is a silly story. So I used to do a podcast about fantasy football. And I did that with a few friends and it became pretty popular in a hurry. Like it was a good show. We got sponsored and endorsed and you know, it it went well. Um, the pandemic kind of killed it off. I've talked about this before. So I'm sorry if you've already heard some of this, but I'm going to take another turn here. Um, after the pandemic killed off the podcast and I, I, I kind of lost my love for sports over the last handful of years. Like if you really think about it now, not no, hardly anyone will agree with this because it's an American staple. It's a worldwide staple sports ball, but it's a fucking waste of time for me. Games are three hours long, but games are actually 60 minutes long. Actually games are like three and a half hours long, but actual gameplay is 60 minutes so if i wanted to watch a 60 minute show on television like the great british bake-off which i think is only 45 but let's pretend it's 60 we're gonna watch the the great british bake-off but there's two and a half hours of stoppages and commercials (laughs) and those stoppages We'll just, I I don't know, listen to somebody off camera critiquing the baking. I don't fucking know. But a 60-minute show stretched into three and a half hours. Would you watch Great British Baking Show or whatever? Insert your thing here. Would you watch that? Would you fuck with it? If a 60-minute episode took you three and a half hours to get through, not me. I can't do it anymore. Like, too busy. Too many things to do. I don't have the time for that. Um, so I, I kind of quit paying attention to sports, kind of quit paying attention to fantasy football, all that stuff. And I took a year off of fantasy football. I thought I was just done because that game's kind of fucking silly too. Um, but after taking a year off, the NFL draft is one thing that I always get into. I'm a Dolphins fan, so... I do not watch the games anymore because, again, I don't have time. But I do look at the scores. I do look at the stats. Uh, I'm still into following things. Like, I follow the Cavaliers. I follow the Cincinnati Reds. I don't watch any of that shit. It takes too long. But I follow it. See, I check up on them. So the draft kind of made me think, you know what? I'll get in one fantasy football league. Like, in, in my history, I've probably had a year where I was in, like, 12 
Like I was into it, into it. Been into it for like 20 years. So I take a year off. I'm like, I'm going to get in one league. Let's just go ahead and let's go ahead and get in one. So a buddy of mine uh, asks me if I'd like to get in his league. I kind of knew from the get go um, that it was a terrible idea because I knew the league was going to be uh, lopsided. Like you've got a few guys that basically take advantage of dumb shit owners, make bad trades, and then the league gets heavy at the top. Four or five teams have a chance. I play in 16 teamers, so, you know, 11 to 12 teams have no fucking chance. But me being me, and knowing that I've played for 20 years, and knowing how to, you know, work a IDP, which is individual defensive player, uh, IDP Dynasty League, so you keep all your guys, you run it like a real team, and you've got a defense that are that's comprised of players, not just a team defense. So, you know, I've got uh, Bradley Chubb of the Dolphins in my defensive end position, so on and so forth. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll hop in it. Like, nobody's opening a league. There's no openings. I'll just, I'll just do what I can. I'll just hop in here, see if it's fun, see if I still got the itch and all that good stuff. And I got in there and I rebuilt my team and I drafted and I had fun doing that. And I'm 0-2, uh, which doesn't fucking matter because I'm doing a rebuild. So I know that I'm not a contender. The expectations are to build for the future and hope that maybe I can sneak into a wild card spot this year. Two weeks into the season, um, a trade goes down yesterday where a dude gives up two first-round picks, two first-round rookie picks for, like, newly signed Kareem Hunt and fucking a linebacker from Cleveland's name that I can't pronounce. He's pretty decent. He's young, but I I don't think he's, like, tearing it up or anything. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is such a waste of my time. These trades are so bad. I'm just going to get out. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Now, keep in mind, when I joined, there was nothing available. After I drafted and did all that shit, uh, my buddy Denny started a new league, and his leagues are the best ones. So I hopped in there, and I was like, fuck, I'm in two already. What the fuck am I doing? I don't want to be in two, uh, but this was the last straw in this league yesterday. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm out. I got out. And, uh, my plan, because I spent some of my future capital in draft picks on young players, I just went ahead and loaded up. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to tell these guys that I'm out of the league. Like, somebody buy me out, pay for my team. My team is for sale. 20 bucks. That's all it is. My team is for sale. But until I've got a buyer, I'm still going to do the things that I would normally do with this team. So my plan is to restock the draft picks and at least get a full draft. That's four picks, round one, two, three, four. Give it a full draft, quit trading, young core, four picks for the future. I, you know, I want an owner to come in and be like, oh, wow, I'm, this team's really young, a lot of talent, and I've got my whole draft. This is good. I'll, I, you know, that's, it's a selling point to me. So I made some trades to get a second rounder and a first rounder because I had spent those. And one fucking dude in the league. One fucking dude. And this goes back to, like, the whole, like, I'm done thing. That was the uh, the trade for Kareem Hunt. I saw that, and I was like, man, I'm done. This is not worth my time. It's not worth my effort. And nothing against the dude that did that. It was just a product of, like, 
a shitty league, you know, just shitty league, shitty practices, shitty trades. Um, nobody's fault. Some people know what they're doing. Some people don't. Uh, it may turn out to be good, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I would have never done that. And I don't really, again, I just felt like I was in the wrong place and I wanted to get out. So that, that's me saying I'm done. But of course the one dude, one fucking dude, league bitcher is who he is. The league whiner, league bitcher. I've been in leagues with him before. And every time I was in a league with him, I wanted to fucking stab myself in the throat because this guy is so fucking whiny. Like how the fuck can a middle-aged man be so goddamn whiny? You shouldn't be trading since someone else is going to take the team. He should be able to make those decisions. What about she, motherfucker? What if it's a she that takes my team? He should be able to make... Listen, dude. The team's still mine. I paid for it. Until it's bought from me, I'm going to continue to do what I think is right for the next owner, who we don't even know who it is. If we had a name uh, and somebody's like, hey, man, I'm going to buy your team. I'll pay for it next week. I wouldn't fucking do anything. But there's no one lined up. My team is for sale. Like, if I was selling my house, do you think I'm just not going to mow the fucking lawn until it's sold? No upkeep? No, you know, none of that? Fuck off, dude. Like, man, people are so whiny about the dumbest things. Whiny about fantasy football. That's what we were whining about yesterday. Fucking fantasy football. Something I care about, like... 12% at this point in my life. And that's only because I follow the sport. So it's like, well, if I follow it, I can set a lineup once a week. That's not such a big deal. That's not so hard. Oh, people, man, just get some goddamn positivity in your life. Like the Anthony Oliver music guy, I got some positivity from saying he was an establishment. And he's like, I want to suck RFK Jr.'s dick. He's got money. I'm going to suck his weeder. He likes conspiracy theories, and I'm, you know, playing the Deep South guy from North Carolina, but singing like he's from West Virginia. Yeah, I'm going to be a little shitty now because, uh, you know, it's, it's just a disappointment. You know, I was like, I had a little bit of hope for this guy being a voice, and we need more voices that are like, you know what? Fuck fame. Fuck fortune. Fuck photo ops. Fuck politicians. Fuck all that shit. Let's just be happy. Nope. Nope. It's, it's, it's easy to walk. No, it's not. What is easy to walk once you learn? It's easy to talk the talk. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say. But it's not easy to walk the walk. It's easy to say you're something. But then, man, those temptations. RFK Jr. says, hey, brother, I want to come by, sit down. You know, smoke some parliaments with you. Yeah. He couldn't turn that down. I'd be like, RFK Jr., fuck you and fuck off. You're a fucking anti-vaxxing, conspiracy theorist-loving fucking strange bot. Take your strange bot somewhere else. I don't know. It's not always fair to just ridicule and shit on people's decisions like that. But again... He tried to make us believe that he was some kind of like for the people guy. And then he's sitting with a Kennedy. Maybe Robert F. Kennedy's a nice guy. I don't fucking know. But I'll never know. Because I'll never sit with the bastard. Or have a conversation with him or deal with him. I don't like people anyways. So if I don't like people, why the fuck 
and I and I mean that in the lightest sense. Like it's not that I hate people. People are difficult, and most people are a detriment to my life. Some aren't. Some are not at all. Some are quite positive on my life, but I have to find those people. And again, I say fuck it when they're not. I farted. Not really. When I immediately find out something that doesn't mesh with me, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm done. You know, it's one life to live, fuckers. You got one. Don't spend it around people you don't enjoy being around or ones that'll cause you drama or stress. No, hold out for the one or two people in your whole life that will not cause you drama and stress. At least at the most minimal level, like 1% drama and stress. That's worth a friend. I'd like a friend that's 99% cool and 1% cringe. Preferably no percent cringe, but 1% cringe. I drink skim milk, so I can handle 1%. I can do that. It's a simple philosophy, Oliver Anthony, you fake-ass motherfucker. I mean that in the nicest way. I mean that in the nicest way, you fake-ass motherfucker. He's just not who I thought. He's not who I thought he was. And we let him off the hook. And it's fine. Again, no hate. He's just not for me. And if there's one thing in this world that people need to fucking be able to accept is when somebody says, you are not for me. Like the fucking dude who looked me up on the auditor website to find out where I lived because he's so desperate for attention. Hey, I know where you live. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. But I didn't want you to know where I live. Why is that public information? Can I pay to have that shit removed from the internet? Like that's kind of shitty. And this dude walked up to my wife today. I think I talked about him in the last episode. Walked up to my wife today and was like, Oh, I know where you live. Oh, like, dude, I gave, I just got done giving you shit about that. I just got done telling you to step back, quit being so fucking nosy. And he can't help himself. He, then he, then he tells my wife, like, Oh, no, where you guys live? <laughs> I like real estate and the auditor website. So I look everybody up. That's fucking weird, dude. It's fucking weird. People are weird. People are strange. I do not like it. It is not fun to be a nosy prick. Just fucking mind your own business. Find your circle and leave everybody else the fuck alone.